welcome back to Halo 7 Radio. My name is Jessica DeLine, and I am here with Rahul Seti. Hello, everyone. And Jeffrey Tan. It was a pretty terrible week, guys, but ready for more. Ready for more, as always. All right. And we are here to talk to you about the last week of Angel's performances and a little look ahead as to what to expect for next week. Uh, We've been gone the last couple weeks, so we are happy to be back talking to you about all these lovely and not-so-lovely Angels performances. So as usual, let's get started with the bad and get those out of the way. We will start with the hitters. Who do you guys have? Cozart. Cozart's there. He's (laughs) been there. He's going to be there. And, well, for this week, he's there. Yeah. I mean, he had 83. That's bad. Yep, that's pretty bad. That well, wait, he hit eighty three, not counting today's stats, and today he went zero for one. So eighty three um, home runs. <laughs> no, eight, oh wait, eight thirty batting average. Zero zero eight three. It's not a number you see very often in a regular starter. <laughs> no, that is true. No, it's it is not, um, and that's why, that's exactly why that he was a defensive replacement today, in today's game, and uh, you know almost got the out. Almost. Yeah, almost, almost got the out. He actually update. He actually hit 071 if you include today's 0 for one. That's rough. That, that makes a difference. I had him in math, but now he's got to be in bad. After <laughs> you know who one. else was bad with the exact same batting average last week? Albert Pujols. Yeah, and it, se- it seems like he's getting uh, even splitting playing time with Jared Walsh now. So that's I think an improvement. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. There, there's a couple guys that are just not cutting it, and Albert, he's kind of one of them, but I'd still rather see him at the plate over like a Cozart or Luke Roy, or so, even though the numbers might not show it. Like he still has a presence at the plate, and that's that's the non-numbers talking, but I, I feel that he'd come through. Wait, you'd rather see him at the plate over, did you say Luke Roy? Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. Get well, out of here. That's a hot take. That's That is a very hot take. I think it just might be biased from uh, defense carrying over. Also, he grounded into two double plays Sunday, so hmm. <laughs> maybe re- recency bias. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see how many starts he gets in St. Louis. All right. There. Yeah. So there's a couple other Kevin Smith, uh, Dustin Garneau. They neither of them played much, but they also uh, both were hitless. You know who else was bad? Because he hustled, Andrelton Simmons. He's not in the bad. His bad. It was a bad week for him because it 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 was just bad. Kids, do not dive when you're running to first base. It wasn't an intentional dive. I think he just lunged. He <laughs> was. He might have been better off if he dived. He wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah, it just it looked so awkward. Like he didn't commit to it, and then he sort of just fell over. I think what you're saying is that we should teach all kids to dive into first base. I think that's what you just said. Are you gonna Are you gonna lead those classes? Yeah, you know, just belly flop in there with Josh Hamilton. Yes, he can teach the classes. Get him back at <laughs> Get him back at Angel Stadium. Give him the warm welcome. All right, I think we had one more bad hitter. I'm putting him in the bad. I don't want to talk about him. He's gonna. He... <laughs> A week like that is going to make people say, when are the Angels going to have Shohei Otani only be a pitcher? <laughs> he, 
176 last week. Not good. 250 on base. 393 OPS. It's pretty bad. And he's, um, he's not really driving the ball, which is, I mean, early when he first came back, he wasn't hitting, but you saw signs that he was squaring up the ball. But I think this past week, he's just hit a whole lot of nothing, a lot of strikeouts, um, a lot of grounders back to the pitcher, and just a whole lot of nothing. So hopefully he starts squaring up the ball again. But, I mean, there's really no one else to bat behind Trout at the moment. So, I mean, he, he, he can still remain in the three spot. But, yeah. I mean, you know, and I, and I, without looking at the detailed uh, data on this, he had a sixty percent ground ball rate. So I yeah, missed some I, of those games, but I imagine he hit into the shift a lot. Probably a good amount. And he did have the second highest hard hit percentage on the team last week, though at fifty percent. Oh, really? That's good. He's that, hitting the yeah, ball hard. That means that means the eye test did not did not correlate with the numbers. Right, he's got the Cole Calhoun syndrome where he can hit the ball hard but hits into the shift a lot. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I, I think, are there any other bad hitters before we talk about the bad pitchers? I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We certainly have some bad pitchers. Who wants to go first on that one? This week, Matt Harvey... He was less than good, in a sense. He pitched 2.2 innings, couldn't get out of the third. He had a whip of three, which means that, on average, every inning, three batters either walked or had a hit off him. And he gave up a whole lot of runs. The one thing I did notice about Harvey this week was that he had some blood on his finger, which may have affected some of the pitches he was throwing. But after the AP claimed that it, it didn't affect him, and he actually went on the injured list with a strained upper back. So that's has nothing to do with the finger. Is he confused about anatomy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said he was fine, and then later he said, "Oh, you know, I actually wasn't fine, but I just wanted to tough tough my way through it." And now there's no timetable for his return, so who knows what's going on there? Yeah, it's I mean, awfully fishy. It could also be a situation where the club knows that he's not good anymore and they're sort of saying, oh, like, you're going to be injured and we're going to decide when you come back. Sort of like what the Giants did with uh, Derek something. Yeah, Derek Holland. There you go, Derek Holland. (laughs) So I think it's definitely possible that that's what the Angels are doing because he faced 16 batters in his start and he only retired eight. Um, and he gave up four home runs. So half of the hits he gave up, almost half of the hits he gave up were home runs. It's not great. Yeah, it's it's not good. I think I think the question one of them was a double. So half of his hits were extra base hits. But the question with Harvey is going to be his incentives kick in, and in, I think three more starts. That's right. Yeah, he gets two hundred fifty thousand a start, starting at the fourteenth start. And right. I think he has 10 right now. So Yeah, so if you're the Angels, do you, you don't want to get him to that 14th start, or you're paying him $250,000 a start to do that. Yeah, people talk about the sunk cost fallacy, but at this point it's even worse than the sunk cost fallacy. It's You're not even paying what you've already paid him. You're paying more than you were going to have paid him. 
So it's just like money evaporating if they don't do something about it. I mean, I think, I think either he goes to AAA and figures it out, or moves to the bullpen, or he might get cut. But what could go wrong with a one-year contract? Nothing. What could go Nothing. wrong? <laughs> he can't. He can't go to AAA though. They'd have to release him and do, do, him, do, get do, him off waivers or some do, sort do, of. Do. Yeah. Dun, dun, do, do, dun. Do. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt Harvey is what happens when you want to do something but you don't commit to it. So you just you want to do a hundred percent, but hey, let's do like fifty to sixty percent and spend eighty percent of the money. <laughs> But, oh, hey, it's a one-year deal, so, hey, we're contending, and no, we're not. Yeah. Another bad pitcher right behind Matt Harvey is our old friend, Noe. Yeah, he was used a lot at mop-up duty, um, mm-hmm. coming in right after Harvey gave up the four home runs, and... I know that last year we talked some about how his work heavy workload might be affecting his performance, but now it's it's coming up on two years in a row where he hasn't performed like the pitcher we saw in 2017, and it may be time for us to just accept that he's just going to be in that role, the mop-up guy. He can go multiple innings uh, if it's a blowout one way or the other or if the starter gets knocked out early but he might not be the high leverage guy or at least someone who can come in at, in close games that we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and he also had a 3.00 whip. We love so our 3.00 whips. It's how many mop-up guys do we really need though? I mean, we're we're building a bullpen of mop-up guys here. I think we should try to have as many as possible so we can just give <laughs> up a bunch of runs and then have them all mop it up. <laughs> because, that's how we that's how we create work for them because cody allen is also more of a mop-up guy these days right yeah, yeah. Going, going back to Noah, the crazy thing is, is he's given up seven home runs in 23 innings so that's just not someone you can trust to come in in a close game that's that's a crazy ratio that is terrible yeah yeah uh speaking of cody allen it was funny in sunday's game how we were pretty much out of good bullpen guys, and Cody Allen was in the bullpen, and Osmus decided still to not go to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Is that when he went to Monday starter instead? <laughs> Genius, right? I know. A brilliant <laughs> move to go to a starter for one. That, it, it, it's like a... 15, you're in the 15th inning, that's what you do, not in the 8th inning. That was pretty baffling. Yeah, I mean, he used Bedrosian, Robles, Buttry. No one else was available except, I think, Noe, who we already mentioned. He already used Taylor Cole. And it was basically Noe or Allen, or I guess Pena. Or Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh. The thing with Jared Walsh is when he's in the game playing, it's hard to find a time for him to go warm up, you know? Yeah. That's the only problem. That is actually a really good point. Thank you. <laughs> because if he's playing first base, then how's he going to get work to warm up? So it has just to be, yeah. going to put in Pujols or something no, and you... then have him run to the bullpen real quick? Well, if you put in Pujols, then he's <laughs> out of the game, so he can't do that either. Right, right. Or you just play with eight fielders while he warms up. That's the new strategy. 
I mean, do you, yeah, or he just warms up on the mound and that's it. He gets his, what, six or seven pitches and he's good. Yeah, you know, if he's he's, throw, he's chucking ground balls to guys in between innings to warm him up, he's fine. I mean, that's, that's the same thing, right? It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's tricky. And, and Osmus has already said, though, that he's not going to use Walsh unless it's a lopsided game. So we're not going to see him pitch a whole lot, most likely. Right. That's fine. I mean, he's here to play first base and do it better than Justin Bohr. So he succeeded already. Ooh, I can't wait till we get to Justin Bohr. All right. So <laughs> Cody Allen, I briefly mentioned, he also had a not-so-great week and a not-so-great season. <laughs> yeah. I think the last bad pitcher is probably Justin Anderson. He pitched four innings and gave up four runs. He did have wait, the, he did have the, the save. Last? Huh? The last bad pitcher is Justin Anderson? Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You're right. Arguable. We, we missed, we, I, I missed someone, but... You, one or two? Yeah, Yeah, a couple. What is his name? Uh, Luke Bard. Luke Bard <laughs> was pretty bad. Yep. yep. Four hits and one inning of work is not so great. Four runs. That must have been the game where um, the Angels were sort of leading or the game was close and then he came in and he blew it up that was the twins game i believe um sounds like something you do <laughs> <laughs> let me looking at that he had a uh, 570 he 571 batting average against <laughs> that's just insane we had pitchers last week that had a batting average against a 500 417 571, 400, 364, 357. It's, that's a mess. Yeah, it is. It's not ideal. No, we we're throwing batting practice last week. Most of them. We'll get to some of the good ones later. But Yeah, but going back to Anderson really quickly, he did have the save in Sunday's game, but he made it a lot closer than he should have. And just all around, not a great week in terms of the slugging against was high. Nearly 800, gave up four runs and four innings of work. And, I mean, if you think about it, this is our fourth best reliever out of the pen behind Buttrey, Robles, and Bedrosian. So that's pretty scary. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of Anderson's save on Sunday, um, I was looking – I was watching him pitch. And, you know, Anderson throws a lot of balls in the dirt. Jonathan Paul LaCroix was behind the plate with a tying <laughs> run at third base. Uh, I, I can't see your hands, but raise your hand if you thought he was going to wild pitch or pass ball to tie and run in. I thought so. I'm not for sure that was going to happen. The odds of that, that the odds of that were very high. Oh, that was yeah. that was scary. <laughs> All right, so Ty Buttry, bad? Meh? Where are we going to put him? Meh. Um... I feel like a lot of that is anchoring from looking at all the other bad relievers. Um, but at the same time, a 6.75 ERA is pretty bad. Um, so probably bad. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, right. when you give up yeah. two, two runs in 2.2 innings, and that's it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. And then his trying to see some of his advanced stats here. Um, yeah, his first home run of his major league career, in fact, against the Twins. We we had a shot in that game, lost it. Then he worked Friday and Saturday against the Rangers uh, yeah. pretty early in the game, so so we ended up blowing both of them. 
And yeah, just, I mean, they're going to trot it, keep trotting him out there because he's the best we've got. And uh, some of the time he's going to blow it. And that's, we got to live with it. But Buttry's good. And that was, that was disappointing, but that's going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, mm-hmm. but he last week looking at some of his advanced stats, he faced 13 batters. I'm not sure how many pitches or how much contact, but 0% soft contact rate last week. Yeah, it was zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't striking out guys as as much as he usually does. Um, yeah, the whip happens. Was high. Not a lot to like, um, but at the same time, we should also keep in consideration that he's had an amazing season. Um, is one of the top relievers in the league in terms of um, in terms of Fangraphs WAR and other um, other WAR stats, strikeouts per nine among really high up there strikeouts to walks also really high up there um so i think this was bound to happen at some point and hopefully it's just a blip on the radar and nothing more yeah i think so i think so all right any miss with the pitchers before we go into the batter miss um i think robles was a meh he he blew the save Saturday, and he work. He did work a lot. Three point one innings, but you expect closers to be pretty high up there. I know it was one of the few blown saves he's had this year, but uh, it was disappointing. Uh, you could throw Taylor Cole in there just from today's performance. Uh, um, that's true. Probably a meh. He hadn't given up a run until today, and the. 3.1 innings prior, but... Right. Yeah. That's a good point. What did he do today? He gave up. Yeah, he gave up two runs. Three... Uh, th- uh, two earned, three runs, yep. Oh, yeah, we love... Because Ren Hifo's error uh, throw to first. But, yeah, um, his stuff did not look as good today. It wasn't as sharp, didn't break. Um, hitters feasted off that. They did. That's a fair statement. Yep. Okay. All right. So hitters. Uh, let's see if we had any that were kind of in that middle ground. And I don't. Simmons, I think, was probably he only had four at bats, but I think all the other hitters were. Oh, Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike Trout was pretty, pretty meh this week. Yeah, well, you agree? WRC plus 107. <laughs> <laughs> he hit 250 on the week, if you factor in today. Uh, without today, he was batting 167. Mm-hmm. So he really raised his stock today if you look at the whole week. So you're saying that he was meh this week, not counting Sunday's game, and he was still above average in WRC+. plus. No, if you don't count Sunday's game, he was bad. He hit well, 167. He, he, he was still a 107 WRC+. Yeah, plus, exactly. So even even Which if you crazy. think about his week from Monday to Saturday, he was still above average. And the fact that today, where he's quoted as saying that he's felt the best that he's felt all season, including earlier when he was destroying Texas... um that's pretty good i mean okay well i like the way he saw today and yeah he did have a 318 on base before today so that that's at least me 
Yeah, and he reached base all times except for when he hit the the scorching line drive right at short. So he clearly mm-hmm. saw the ball well today, and we'll see if it carries over to Oakland next week. Uh, let's hope so. Okay, so then the rest of the hitters are good. Yeah, everyone else was pretty good. Yeah, can make the case for that. Um, I know Cole Calhoun had a rough week before Saturday, but he basically kept us in Saturday's game, so it's hard to hard hard to give him anything but a good there if you single-handedly win a game for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and home. Tom, Tommy Lastella has been pretty good overall as well, so he's also meh. Yeah, I think I think he's back to being consistent. Wait, Lastella, you put meh, not good. Well, I mean, I have the stats in front of me from excluding today, which is Sunday. He was two and for he's four got today. A ninety-one WRC plus. So oh. factoring in those two hits, maybe he's I don't know one of five, one ten. Hmm. So yeah, it's. Pretty borderline to me, but he's been pretty, pretty consistent, um, which is nice. Yeah, he's he's getting hits the other way, flaring singles. The one thing I would like is when he leads off a game to take a few more pitches. Usually, what happens is he takes one pitch and then makes an out or hits a single on the second pitch. And just from the leadoff perspective, I would like to see him take a couple more pitches. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's the right leadoff hitter for a team for uh, overall, but just based on the fact of who we have on this team, I think that we have no choice but to roll with him. Well, Fletcher should still hit leadoff regardless of whether we're facing lefties or righties, but we've already yeah. litig- we've already litigated that. Right. <laughs> yeah, he should. Uh, other good ones. Jared Walsh didn't bat much, but he was one for three. That's that's good. Small sample. Yeah, and he he walked off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> With a ball that he crushed. Yes, crushed all I mean, of that. What was the expected batting uh, average on that? Probably like 5%. I thought somebody posted <laughs> that and it was, yeah, it was, his expected batting average on that was probably Poolhouse's batting average last week. <laughs> Which or Cozart. is 0-7-1. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> probably what it was. A good one. He's still performing. He had a couple home runs last week. Still impressive, right? Yeah, he's still bringing it. Um, I know defensively he's shaky, but he's not necessarily worse than Upton. So, you know, we'll live with what we have. It's hard to find someone who's like amazing, amazing, just off the waiver wire. Yeah, can't argue with that. I mean, he's done everything and more of what anyone could have asked him to do. Um, and you've got to be happy with what he's brought to the table yeah. so far. Yep. Uh, how about Renhifo? He's finally coming around. Is this the first week he's been in the good? Yeah, he, he did. He's still striking out a lot, but that's okay when he when he does make contact. Yeah, his uh, BABIP is slowly coming back to where it should be instead of the you know as he was very unlucky uh, before this week and with Simmons down for the foreseeable future he's going to get the at bat so hopefully he keeps producing and the yeah he hit three thirty three last week yeah pretty solid not bad yeah yeah I really like what I see out of him in terms of he's seeing the ball well um, it's just a matter of keeping his eyes on the ball and tracking it 
Yeah, working um, working and, counts, stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, and not not pulling his head off the ball, um, and losing it. But I like uh, I like his patience a lot, and his uh, his speed is nice to see on the bases as well uh, when he does get on base. Especially when he blows through stop signs. Yeah, that <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> Did you hear he said he by the time he saw it, it was too late. Yeah, he definitely wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, well, so I have this this theory. So Fletcher today, same thing. He almost blew through a stop sign mm-hmm. and saw it last minute and was able to turn around. Mm-hmm. So are they just getting their stop signs too late? What's happening? No, Gallego definitely was. He put up a very late stop sign on uh, yeah. Saturday. He had him waving the whole way, and then all of a sudden he just put up the stop sign when Renhiva was like five ten feet away from third and at that point he just kept running um right today for fletcher i think i don't i don't know what happens i don't know what happened honestly i think um i think it's better to be cautious at third base um there are times to go but i think like that the right move was to hold him up both today and yesterday um the fact that red Heath happened to score on saturday that helps obviously but it's better than getting thrown out at home, I think. I think the problem for the Angels' perspective is that we don't really get that many hits. <laughs> <laughs> so those those runners have to make it home somehow. Um, it's nice that we're not striking out as much this year, so finally put the ball in play some. But if you have two outs already, then it doesn't hurt to take a shot and send the runner. Yeah, I think I think with two outs you can be more aggressive, but um, I think in both cases the, there were not two outs, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So all right. That's yeah, fair. We, we, yeah, fair take. Maybe someone could keep an eye someone could do research on Gallego, but um, people, whoever he was with last, some 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 commenter came in and said that he was actually known as the human windmill as well. Really? Oh, they like those kind of guys there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was an A's fan who said that because he, apparently he was with the A's uh, for the last few years, or or yeah, uh, from two thousand and eight to two thousand fifteen. Huh. Okay. I guess the last hitter that we haven't talked about is. Jonathan Lucroy, who has somehow done amazingly well at the plate and has uh, compensated for that surprising effectiveness at the plate um, through a lackluster performance behind it. <laughs> lackluster. Yeah, it, it's hard. It it's nicely. hard for me to say that his performance overall was positive, even though he has such great numbers, just because of what everything he's doing with the framing. Like, I know it's a small sample size, but if you saw Saturday's game, it might have been the umpire, it might have been the pitching, but Garneau was getting calls that we haven't seen since probably Maldonado was catching. And I know Maldonado didn't have that great numbers last year, but just the fact that some pitches that were even out of zone were getting called strikes with regular frequency. I know Smith's not great behind the plate either, but I'd like to see a little bit more from a non-Lucroy, non-Smith catcher to see if it actually is Lucroy or it's the pitching or something like that. But everything he's doing at the plate is giving it away on the field. He's at five passed balls for the year, which is Yikes. crazy. And I, I assume it leads the league because I can't imagine anyone else allowing five passed balls. It's, most of the wild pitches are his fault as well. Yeah, I know. He, I think he's gotten lucky on, on some of those calls for sure. 
Give yeah, me a wild pitch maybe, instead maybe, of a pass ball. Maybe the scores are drunk. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they must be. Certainly possible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm going to change my LaCroix from good to meh, and this is why. Because the stats we have are only through Saturday. He went 0 for 3 today. So when you tack that on, he hit 222 on the week. Yep. Let me see if I can pull up his framing numbers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I think if you count his defense and his 222 average, he's, I, don't, I don't think you can put him in the good. Okay, I have his framing numbers. Oh, framing run, framing uh, from baseball prospectus, framing runs 2019, 1.2, blocking runs negative 3.3, throwing runs 0, 0.0, overall, overall fielding is negative 2.8. Negative is bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Last year, 2018, negative 9.7 overall. So that's ne- basically a negative win across the whole season just from defense. Only? Only one? Negative one? It's pretty good. I was expecting much worse. Negative negative one win, which means negative ten runs. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> let's talk about the good pitchers. <laughs> We have good pitchers. We yeah, we have good pitchers. Yeah, the... Tyler Skaggs was very effective in his lone start. He went five point two and was in line for the win until the bullpen blew it. Um, but he's continuing this this inconsistency between hot starts and cold starts, and we just have to hope that he chooses one, and hopefully it's. The hot starts, and he puts together a nice string. <laughs> That's a hot take. So, so we, we can have some. We can have someone who is a is a basically a streak buster because we had a four game losing streak, five game losing streak before he pitched on Saturday, and he pitched well enough. The offense was facing a tough lefty, and as you know, we can't hit lefties. But he was able to put up some zeros, and we did get the win eventually. Look, all I'm saying is it feels so good to have an ace on the mound. No, I'm just kidding. It's, I, yeah, we were we, waiting for we the punchline. We don't have the ace. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the punchline. We don't have any aces. No. We have spades. <laughs> we have spades. Um, so, Skaggs, uh, Heaney, I would probably... Yeah, he was good. He was very I good. good. Yeah. He only made up five innings, but two hits, two no, runs. No, the, 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 he only had two hits. And the, both of them were home runs. The home run to Chew was that was a mistake pitch it was up and in when he was trying to go away and Chu just crushed it but the hunter pence home run that was on a 3-0 pitch and it was away and he didn't seem like he got all of it but it still left the yard um that's just i mean obviously you could say don't fall behind 3-0 but it's it wasn't really his fault per se and he struck out a ton of hitters he was working his fastball up working his slider away and down and he was very effective and it was a very promising yeah, he had a great start today. Um, the pitch to Pence, it was interesting because he basically painted the outside edge perfectly. If Hunter Pence would not have swung at that, that is definitely a strike. Um, and Hunter Pence somehow got enough of it just to get it over the bleachers. Um, well, Pence has been ridiculous this year. so. <laughs> right, so um, really promising start, as you said. Mm-hmm. And because I'm going to forget, I want to make sure we include... Uh, 
Garcia in the in the good. He had two strikeouts in one inning this week. Yeah, he's no, he's finally no he's back from injury. He looked pretty good, pretty sharp today. Um, struck out a couple batters, and we'll see. But I mean, the, with the bullpen falling by the wayside, he's probably going to get those high leverage opportunities pretty soon if he keeps throwing those zeros. So just gotta cross your fingers. Yeah, can't really complain at this point. Um, just gotta hope for the best because we don't have anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps our best starter of the week. Starter Trevor Cahill. No. Mm. Yeah, Trevor Cahill. Mm. <laughs> Second to Skaggs. All right. I mean, yeah, Skaggs didn't give up a run. Uh, Kale, Kale worked. Kale worked five innings. <laughs> what, do got, what do you got there, Rahul? You gotta say something about Cahill. He's fine. <laughs> fine. He's um. Two hits in five innings, one run allowed. He's either really good, or really, really, really bad, and right. he's usually really, really, really bad. But so last week I have he was a, really good. <laughs> so I have a I have a hard time like I have a hard time embracing that he's really good when mm. he's mostly when it averages out to really, really bad. So you're taking his sum of the season, not just last week. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. I think uh, all the home runs going over the outfield fence have given me um, some sort of anxiety when I watch Trevor Cahill pitch. <laughs> of which there were zero last week. Right. Yeah, you know, he's no longer leading the majors in home runs. I think Michael Pineda, we hit a couple off him, so he has roared into the lead. Oh, he has? I would have thought it would be Harvey or Ramirez or something. Yeah, well, Har- Harvey, uh, Harvey took himself out of that consideration. Yeah. <laughs> With the injury, you know. Right. <laughs> are we missing any other good ones? Uh, just we are. Pena. Yeah, our tomorrow starter that is no longer tomorrow starter? Yeah, you know, that was very, uh, very savvy move, you know, wink, wink, very by Brad Ospis <laughs> to bring in a starter for the next day for one inning, not even for two innings. But for one inning in the eighth inning, and yeah. he pitched, he gave up a couple hits, but he ended up getting the hold. Probably is that his first career hold? Um, I don't know. Since, so since what, as an angel, probably. Probably. Yeah. So so what happens to? I mean, this is kind of in the preview for next week, but uh, maybe he can pitch on Tuesday since he only pitched one inning. Yeah, because it's regular. So you just swap Cahill and Pena if you don't want to make any moves because Cahill would be on regular rest. Um, if yeah. you don't want to go with Cahill, if you want to keep him on Tuesday, you can uh, promote Peters, Dylan Peters. No. Or you <laughs> we'll can, get to that in a minute. <laughs> or you can have someone else fake an injury and bring back Berea. So a lot of options there. I think you can't bring them back that quick after sending them down, can you? Unless someone, unless you move someone to the injured list. So oh, right. That's right, why right. if you fake an injury. Yeah. So, I don't know. Cody <laughs> Allen looked a little uh, shaky shaky out there when he was warming up, you know? <laughs> all right, I Is, think we uh, covered all the players. Does, does anyone know if Cody Allen has a fever this week? <laughs> <laughs> a fever? <laughs> yeah, the fever is a 1,000 slugging percentage against <laughs> Well, at least he's not getting the whiplash yet. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so as per usual, we're going to go into the minor league guys that are on the 40-man roster. And I am going to just give you some data on them, and you'll say if they're good or bad, and then we'll say who they are. A couple of them we're just going to go over. They didn't pitch. Um, Berea didn't pitch at all last week. 
Yeah, they were trying to save him for the his appearance at Angel Stadium, and then yeah. he never ended up getting into the game. So right, so he, he looks sad pitched. sitting on the bench today behind Osmus. Well, <laughs> he hasn't pitched since the nineteenth last Sunday in AAA. He pitched. Oh wow, that's and been that a while. Was four runs over seven innings, which I guess is meh. I wonder if they would have. I wonder if the umpires would have noticed if he put someone else's jersey on and threw into in today's game. <laughs> it depends on whose jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Mr. Jake Jewell. Oh, see, I already gave you the name. I blew it. All right. I think this is going to so, be Jake Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Hits, five hits, four runs, and three innings last week. That's pretty bad. I'm going to go bad. Yeah. In his last 10 appearances in AAA, he has a 9.45 ERA. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is, it gets worse. 18 hits and 8 walks in 13 innings. Oh, terrible. Yeah, that's oh. not good. That's... that's not good at all. He's having a rough year. Hopefully he straightens something out there. All right. Next one. Pitched once, 2.2 innings, 6 hits, 5 runs, 4 walks. 6 hits, 5 runs, and 4 innings? That's pretty <laughs> yeah. bad. Wow. Uh, Luis Madero? No, this is the guy Rick wants to call. Or, uh, Rick, this is the guy Jeffrey wants to call up to. Who Peters? Monday, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> That's pretty bad as well. <laughs> so we don't we don't want him. No, we don't want Peters. Well, if no. you want Cahill, then sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, pick your poison. <laughs> All right, and then we have four point one innings, one run allowed, and two hits, three strikeouts. Luis Madero. Um, oh. um, Suarez. It, it is, yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't think you can check while I go over this next one, but I don't think Madero is on the forty man anymore. Oh, oh really? I, I was huh. trying to find him. Why don't you look him up while I do this next one? It looks All like right, he's so... on the Angels site, um, under their forty man. Is he? Yeah. Okay. What what team is he on right now? Did he get promoted? Um, I think he's at mobile. Nobody's right now. team. Mobile. Mo- all right, we'll look him up in a second here. So Tropiano didn't pitch at all last week. Uh, we talked about this earlier that he was maybe supposed to start today, but got bumped. Yeah, maybe he is getting the call for tomorrow. So yeah, he could be the tomorrow starter, right? Yeah. Tropiano. Yeah. Ooh. That would be Possibly. big. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens there. All right. Um, Brasino's been out. He was on the IL all last week. I'm not sure what happened to him besides. Yeah, that's why Garno's up, right? Because. Yeah. Yeah. Because no Brasino. You. I mean, right. Garno's fine. He hit into a one, two, three double play with the bases loaded, yeah. no one out. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. All right, and then we have, I got it, okay, one, two, three, four, eight hits in 
24. 8 for 24 with two home runs and seven RBIs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me guess. Justin Bohr. Yeah, that's good, right? <laughs> we he's, love he's... Justin Bohr. We love he's him. He's going to be the new Blash. Is he the new Blash who can crush it in AAA but is not doing so well at the big league level? I mean, he's... Unless he can strike out in 45% of his at-bats, he's not Jabari Blash. <laughs> 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 he will not get there because he is not a huge strikeout guy. I mean, he strikes out some. But actually, he struck out. Arguable. <laughs> uh, he struck out thirty-one times in thirty games. I think he's mad. He's just hitting. He's just hitting as hard as he can. Yeah. As far. Yeah. All right. He's... So he has a four hundred on base since he's gone down to AAA. Not Yay. bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we have two more. Um, we have, wow, here's three, four, six hits in, I'm just going to, six hits in about 26 at-bats. That's mad. One home run, a home, uh, RBI, seven walks. Wow, that's good on base. I, I, I'm going to call that good. I'm guessing that on base is around 400. That's pretty mad. Honestly, the batting average is below, like around, it's around 220-ish, I think, if I did my math right. Well, that was pretty good, though. 230. Who was that, Ward? Yeah, that's Ward. That's probably like a 375 on base or something close to that. 13 out of of 33. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty high. 390. He was 24. 8 for 24, actually. No, No, I'm uh, looking at the wrong one. Oh. Hold on. He was. (laughs) This seems like. hmm, Yeah, no, he was. We said he was six for twenty-six, with seven walks. I think it was twenty-three. Six, six for twenty-three. Oh, that's pretty. That's yeah. That's, that's really good, actually. That's pretty good. That's a four hundred. Yeah. That's a four hundred on base. With so, yeah. So he on base would be thirteen for twenty-nine. Yeah, so whatever great. that is. Oh, that's great. That's four. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right, and then we have one more. I think you guys know who this is now. Zero earned runs in five innings with three hits and four strikeouts. But where is he at? He's. He's like <laughs> Bay Bears. Oh, okay. Luis Madero. Yeah. Yep. He's a good player. Wait, what about what about um, Suarez? What's he up to? Jessica already said Suarez. Oh, we already did... we already yeah. Suarez? Yeah. Oh. You even guessed him. You guessed him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Short-term memory, folks. Apparently. That was... Yeah, he had 4.1 innings with one earned run and two hits. Wow. For the season, he has 19 innings and a 1.86 ERA. This with a is... 114 whip and a 174 batting average against. That's pretty solid. This is Madera? Uh, Suarez. Suarez. One, one, oh, one, wow. oh, it's okay. Because 114 for a reliever is a little too high, but for a starter, it's pretty good. So, The bad thing with him is 10 walks and 19 innings. Oof. Yeah, that, that's tough. So hopefully he can get that a little more under control before they call him up. Yeah, most likely. All right. So that's, I think we want to talk about next week. Sure. Uh, Next week, the Angels play the A's for three games. And it looks like they are in Oakland. And then they go to Seattle for four games over the weekend. Yeah. So we're in the stretch of we're playing every day. um, Yeah. And just got to win games. That's. 
Okay. That is good. That is good commentary wow. right there. You sound like the Angels manager or something. You know, if we if we play <laughs> hard each day, we we have a shot at winning. <laughs> um, yeah, Oakland. We don't know what the rotation is going to be like for the Angels yet. Um, there are two officially announced starters, but that has obviously changed since Payne was used today. For the A's, they have Chris Bassett, who's uh, pretty good. He has a 2.48 ERA. And then Frankie Montas, who has he's a two- also pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. And then Mangdid, who's pretty good too. So they're all righties, <laughs> though. So that's the good thing. That is the good news, yeah. Yeah, so remember remember when we went to Minnesota, we faced all righties and we demolished them. And our pitching couldn't hold their offense, so we lost two or three. But we hit them hard. So I think this series could be like that. High scoring two-day games, and we just got to get enough pitching to put us over the hump. You know what the good news is, is that we get to see Matt Chapman destroy us again. Do we? I think I think, <laughs> I think, think we can confidently say with Anderson Simmons out that he's the best defensive player in the game. In, in, in the game that currently. is going on. Yes, currently. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Currently. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, what are your guys' uh, predictions for this upcoming week? Five and two. Wow, that's bold. Oakland is red hot. Seattle is the opposite. Yeah, I think um, we could take three from Seattle, maybe four, but three is safe. And then Oakland is going to be tough, but I think we can get two. So five and two. Wow, I'm torn between four and three, and three and four. I don't. Flip a coin. I think we will get more than one from the A's. Right now, the Angels are 24 and 28. Um, so I am going to predict that they go 5 and 2 just for the sake of getting closer to 500, but not quite. Because <laughs> I'm <gonna> go, <laughs> they always love to do that. They do, yeah. And then the following week, they'll get far from 500. Exactly. <laughs> I am going to go three and four. I think they'll split Seattle and win one against the A's. Not sure which one. It's going to be a fluke one because that, that, that's tough matchups. Yeah. But you'll probably get one, at least one, out of the Oakland series. Probably. I'm just not sure which one. Yeah. So uh, apparently Frankie Montes has the third lowest ERA in the AL at 2.40. Wow. And Bassett is at 2.48, so he must be right up there as well. So we're facing some tough pitching for sure. Yeah, but Kale did have a good first start of the year in Oakland. <laughs> so whenever he pitches, we'll see. We will see. We will see. And then we don't have any of the matchups for the Mariners Seattle, yeah. yet. Um, but, but Harvey um, is injured, which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Let's play a fun game. Um, okay. Can you guess Frankie Montas's walks per nine innings? Uh, per nine innings. 1.7. 1.95. <laughs> oh, okay. And wow. he's, he's striking out more than 10 hitters per nine innings. Don't worry, we'll only strike out six times against him. <laughs> Sounds about so, right. So, we are in for a treat. <laughs> a treat indeed on Tuesday. Unstoppable <laughs> force against the Angels offense. And then uh, also of note is Wednesday, it's a 12-37 game. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for the night game, you're going to miss it. Probably get away for Oakland, I assume. Yep, probably. 
What are the game times for the rest of the week? Are they normal? I think they're probably normal. No, tomorrow is Memorial Day, so that's early. Uh, is it? Oh, it is. 1 o'clock yeah. tomorrow. And then, yeah, 7 10, 7 10. Uh, Saturday is June already. Wow. They play at 4 15 on Saturday. That's early. That is pretty early. That means, wow. that, then, you know what that means? That means Fox. We're on Fox. Oh, it's a national game. Oh. The 4-15 games are on Fox. We Wait, love those. They let the Angels play national games? <laughs> <laughs> Only when they lose in them. Wait, so it's wow. the Mariners who have been in a free fall against the Angels who are the Angels. So that, that must uh, must get some amazing ratings. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Anything else we need to cover before we wrap up? Anything you guys want to talk about? Questions? No, I think we just got to keep grinding. We won two games this week, lost four, looked pretty bad winning the two games that we did. But, you know, there's always next week. And we got to get back into this. Yeah, I, I think I would like to talk about strategy in terms of like, what is this team strategy and direction? But I think we can just make that into a whole another podcast worth of discussion that's a great idea <laughs> because i'm not sure that we have one <laughs> all right that's i we need to get that on the schedule all right good plan all right anything else we're good that about wraps it up thanks for joining us everybody for another episode of halo 7 radio we'll see you next time bye everyone